0: welcome to the money gps you came here for the truth so let me unveil that for you where can you hide if the global economy collapses i answered this question a few years ago in a video that received over 1 million views at the time of this recording many people have asked for an update on that video so that's what i'm doing here but i'm going to get into much more depth it's going to be a lot more well thought out than that previous video was. The first thing that I will look at in here, there's three parts. The first will be where do we find the safe place? So I'll show you that up front. The second thing, I'm going to show you the map, and we're going to break down a few different areas and the advantages and potential disadvantages to each location. And the third thing is what to look for specifically. I'm going to give you the specifics that you need to know, so all the timestamps will be below as well. I've got a lot to cover. Let's begin. Really quickly, I wanted to break down, of course, what we are looking at, what we're going to see. Why? Why are we doing this? Because we must have both a plan A and a plan B. Because our ability to prepare will determine our future livelihood. Preparation is essential. Not enough people are really making this a priority. Note that this is only the beginning. You must do everything that you can, okay? I'm just going to be showing you a couple points. When we look around the map, I'm just going to be picking out one thing or another. It is not an exhaustive list. Here you could see plan A and plan B. So your plan A might be at home preparedness. You have your portfolio hedges in place. You have a secondary income, but your plan B might be a second property somewhere else other than when you live right now. You have a second passport perhaps and potentially additional skills. All of this is really crucial. Prepare for multiple future scenarios as well. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict the future. And that's something we will talk about more here in this video. The overall message today is very simple. You can see that cities are generally highly congested, overpopulated, and are prone to civil unrest. Once people start understanding that, they start realizing that, then the whole picture comes into view. Rural areas, and I I stress that under the right circumstances, can be safer during an economic collapse because everybody's not fighting for the resources. When the supermarket's empty, then you've got upheaval, right? Having diversification of assets is essential because uncertainty creates these unknowns, which leads to volatility. That's why I talk about all of the aspects here at the Money GPS. Geographical diversity is important both for yourself but also for your assets. You cannot predict the future. So having that diversity is going to give you a lot of perspective here. And even if you don't get the optimal returns on this stock or that stock, when you are diversified, proper diversification, that is different asset classes and so on, you generally will do better off over a lifetime. So let's begin part two as we take a look around the world. Alright, so here we are, we're going to look around the world, and I'm just going to touch on a few points. Why? Why not an exhaustive list? Because if you see, there are always going to be different regions, different areas that are better than others, and I'm going to be making some generalizations which are not going to apply to all levels of this. In the third part of this video, I'm going to look at some things that you must know specifically. So just hang in there, stick with me, I'll just move through real quick if you look at canada It's got a lot of fresh water. It's got the resources. It also has a harsh northern climate. They share the border with the United States. So pay attention to this factor for the whole world. Because when a country shares a border with another and you have a problem in that one country, it could definitely spill over into the other really quickly. The population of Canada living very close to the border. A lot of the arable land, in fact, is close to the border as well. And you have to understand that one country's resources are important, but the access to that resource is also a factor. The USA, I wanted to highlight something here. The territories, look at, let's say, Guam, look at other, other places that they have, the United States. You look at Hawaii, uh, Alaska, the West Coast of the US. All of these areas are, in my opinion, at the highest risk of war, Okay. So you look around here, just taking a look geographically where it is, China and the United States have had their, let's just say their their issues. And this is, of course, a factor. So the West Coast side, as well as the territories and so on, I believe are at the most risk, more so than the East Coast would be, or, or maybe the center would be, and so on. Okay, South America, resource rich, Very much so, in particular, you know, you can look at Brazil, you can look at Venezuela, and so on. Um, But you have to understand that they are, in many cases, heavily in debt. And that debt prevents them from getting to where they could possibly be. Because a debtor nation is always going to be reliant on the creditor. They're always going to be basically um, sacrificing themselves to their creditors. And as well, uh, many places have a wealth gap, a massive wealth gap. Okay, We see this in, in Brazil and everywhere, everywhere. I mean, every city, every country has their own wealth gap. But certainly it is obvious uh, in many countries in South America. Australia, again, very resource rich iron ore and so on and then you look at its proximity to southeast asia that's good when the trade is happening but when there are tensions if something happens between the us and let's say the uk and china well australia could be pulled into that as well so they are a good partner or at least years ago we're a good partner with china we want to see those tensions dissipate and hopefully we could find a balance okay new zealand Billionaire bunkers of all kinds, rich people from all over the world moving to New Zealand or at least setting up a secondary home. They're trying to do what they can in case something happens where they are. A lot of them are like Silicon Valley types, and they want a place to go if something happens in the United States. Um, There's also the fact that it is prone to earthquakes. The same thing with Chile anywhere along the ring of fire the pacific rim you're going to find this and so that is a concern but that's why i talk about a plan a and a plan b because you may not want to live there but maybe it's a few weeks maybe it's a few months and so on so this is the kind of thing that we need to keep in perspective and that brings me to this Alternative assets are no longer optional. That's what JP Morgan declared in a recent release, because while a typical 60-40 portfolio anticipates only 4% returns over the next 10 to 15 years, alternative assets like oil, commodities, and art could still go up in value. So investing in them means you're making inflation work for you, not against you. I've actually talked about the strengths of ART as an asset before on the channel. For instance, ART has a price appreciation of 23% on average when inflation is above 3%, and it's largely uncorrelated to other assets. So, put it simply, experts are saying to invest in alternatives, and ART is an alternative that does well in periods of inflation and market uncertainty. Now, How can you add art to your portfolio? With Masterworks. It's the first platform that enables people like you and I to invest in art at a price point that works for you. After my last video on Masterworks, not only did some of you sign up, you also invested. As a result, MoneyGPS subscribers once again get a special priority access to skip the wait list by clicking on the link in my bio masterworks.art slash the money gps mw okay then we look at europe or we can look at africa first let's look at africa so if we see africa you can also note the fact that there is mass quantities of resources there is huge population growth while most of the world is declining the population and that is a concern Africa is growing in population of course if you get more people out of the rural areas into the cities spending money building things building businesses and so on engaging in trade that will build the economy as a whole hopefully there's more exports hopefully there's more imports and you get the train moving uh, there's a lot of political instability in Africa in different regions. We know that. It could be a military coup. There could be you know, problems uh, with the currency being devalued and hyperinflation. These things create problems for the people. They're also reliant on China. So you see that China's building a lot of the infrastructure in Africa. Some have called this you know, almost siege in a way. But for the purposes of this video, understand there's a creditor and there's a debtor and there's always going to be reliance on uh, you know, one side or the other. So just pay attention to that. If you look at Europe, especially in Western Europe, I mean, it is obvious that Western Europe is heavily in debt heavily, heavily in debt. I mean, it's it's worrisome. This started to get real bad around 2011-2012. They covered that up and temporarily resolved the issue, but we know that this cannot last forever. The euro itself, in my opinion, is a failure trying to get a whole bunch of different countries, different cultures to be on one Currency now there are advantages in business and so on where you can move the you know You can kind of move across the the borders There's a lot of trade going back and forth I understand I understand why this is kind of set up in the first place But we need to look at how that kind of drags everybody down in in some cases And you do have a problem in one country being a problem in another happens really quickly in the eurozone Uh, potentially more than anywhere else. And then, of course, there's a reliance on Russia. Right now, at the time of this recording, you see the tensions in between Europe and Russia, and they're reliant heavily on the resources of Russia in a place like Germany more than a lot of these others. So if there is a problem, well, then suddenly you don't have those resources because you didn't develop your own. That's what happens with globalization when it gets too far and you simply stop doing something on your own because you can say, hey, I'll get it from the other group. Well, may not be the the best case in all situations. Northern Europe is positioned better economically. There's no doubt about it. You do have definitely a more harsh climate, that's for sure. And a lot of these places I want to mention that, which we'll talk about in, in the third part, You've got to watch where their food supply comes from. Really important. Okay, China. China has huge growth potential. Massive. You've got a huge population. And, of course, more people moving from the rural areas into the cities. They're spending money. They're building up stuff. They have a high risk of autocratic overreach. We know this. You don't need to be told that. As well as heavily reliant on imports. Because they have this voracious appetite for everything from copper to all types of agricultural commodities, you have to understand that if that stops for any reason, well, there's going to be a big issue in China. Okay, so those are just a few notes of some of the places around the world. Understand that there are little nuances within these countries or continents that I'm referring to. This is not an exhaustive list, but let's go to part three where we can look at some of the very specifics about this situation. So let's cover a few of the specifics here for part three. The most important, in my opinion, is food. Food. You must have a food supply, if not your own, then you have wild sources, orchards, or farms nearby. Is the land arable, meaning optimal for growing food? If temperatures reach low levels, you will need to have greenhouses. And... They must not be reliant on food imports. Some countries are entirely reliant on the food coming from outside. That is very worrisome for the future. Geographical factors. So the distance from your plan A to your plan B is of course a factor you don't want that to necessarily be on the other side of the world that requires three plane flights and and a submarine trip if this is not going to be something that is during an upheaval of course that's going to be an issue language spoken if you are unable to communicate with the people in this area that's going to be an issue and the wealth gap. Because if you've got the money to move, if you've got the resources, there might be a concern if others around you do not. Safety. Crime rate is a factor as well as what types of crime. So make sure you think about that. Are the jobs generally moving in or out? You can look at all of these statistics online right now as it is. Development, permits, Cranes, do you see general development in the region? doesn't have to be exactly where you want to be, but generally in that region. What's happening? Do you see optimism or pessimism? Political, what is the system of government? Democracy, autocracy, and so on. Has there been any recent history of social unrest, military coups, and that sort of thing? Are citizens generally doing well? What about the social assistance programs and safety nets? Have they been there? And what happens if they were removed? These things are just the absolute tip of the iceberg. People need to be aware of all of the data that's available to them. This video just covered a few aspects of that. We looked around the world to see where you can go, what things are positive and negative, and you have to make the decision for yourself. There are many more resources here on this channel. You could look at my playlists to see that for yourself. One of the factors here is where do you make your income from? Is it reliant on you being present where you are? What if there's upheaval where you are? That's why I talk about a secondary income. That's why I look at geographical diversification. Having your assets in different asset classes is always going to be wise in uncertain times when there's certainty. You know, that's not really much of an issue. But once we start encountering problems, oh, well, then it starts to get to the next level. So all of this today, uh, these are just some of the factors. I hope you appreciate the information. If you do, hit that thumbs up button. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see you on the next one. Take care.